So hello everybody, welcome to episode 34 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, it's a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpinito and I'm joined here by the incredible Jack Cepeda. Wu-Tang everybody, I'm in high spirits, coming at you from the top of Cat Mountain. Let's do this thing guys. And the abominable Colin Sparling. Hey everybody, I am no longer one sick boy, okay maybe just a little bit, but uh, you know. We're all a um, little bit sick, am I right? Yeah, a productive day versus one sick boy and one sick boy one. Uh, so, yeah, I was out last week. Sorry, guys, but I'm better now. We're good. So let's do a show. He's got his uh, Vicks uh, rag around his neck. Yeah. Yeah. Got that some of that Vicks Vapu rub. He has some of it mixed <laughs> into his beer right now. Yeah. The, yeah. The beer that I'm drinking. Vicks beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. For, oh, my God. Please. <laughs> don't. Oh, oh. Stop. Right. Now I'm thinking right, about guys. how oh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, this Vicks microbrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gross. I'm just going to go puke now. Just puke up all that Vicks, but then you're not going to be a sick, you're not going to be a healthy boy anymore. <laughs> no, Wouldn't I'm... that kind of feel good to puke up Vicks? <laughs> Wouldn't that kind of be like. Yeah, let's explore that. What does it no, feel let's like? Not. Let's, w- let's wouldn't not it be good to puke that. up dicks? Is that what you said? Vicks. <laughs> Dang, we're earning this explicit tag already. You don't we always. Guys, okay. All right, so let's bring it back to video games because I have a question for you guys. I this is this is something that's been and it, it's getting a little bit of press. I've seen a couple of stories about it, but I want to ask your guys' opinion. So, I've been thinking about this, you know, the Nintendo Switch had a great first year, had a fantastic first year. You know, all three of us have Switches on this podcast. A lot of my friends have Switches. We're all enjoying the Switch. We all want to play more things on our Switch. But I can't help but to feel that the Switch's first year was very front-loaded. Uh-huh. And that it's going to be very hard moving forward for Nintendo to stay on their game with this. Because we've already seen forecasting going forward that we're getting a lot of remasters and or ports of other games um i.e bayonetta dark souls uh among other games tropical or uh, donkey kong country tropical freeze uh so the question to the table is do you think that nintendo can pull it together going forward after the stellar first year yeah yes done (laughs) they feel they definitely have some bullets left in the chamber right like they've got an actual official animal crossing that's going to be a killer app for that uh, console. They also have the juggernaut of Pokemon. Metroid you know, Prime still, 4. Still waiting on Metroid. Still right, waiting on right. maybe a potential punch out. You know, yeah, they, they probably did, though. Like, I totally get what you're saying. Like, kind of shoot their silver arrows real quick, right, with Mario and Zelda all within the first, what, eight months, nine months of the life of a console? Like, right. I don't know if that if that means that they are planning on it on a follow up to both of those games, right, on the same console. But Nintendo historically only has like. You know, very few Mario and Zelda games come out per uh, generation. Yeah. Right. Not counting last gen with two HD ports right. of other right. Zelda games from previous gens. Right. But and- to comment also on you talking about like, okay, well, a lot of ports are coming there. You know, a lot of Wii U games. Like, yeah, it, it it's not optimal. But at the same time, it makes sense that like, hey, like, we actually want people to play these games. People actually own this right. system, you know. And Making the fact- sure it's not stuck on a dead console. Yeah, and I mean, t- the long and short of it is that any way that companies and publishers are going to be able to turn a profit and make money on a Switch, is, you know, they're going to happen. That's why we're getting Dark Souls. Yeah, that's why we're getting these older games coming out. So it's not a bad thing, but I, I really do hope and I do believe 
that Nintendo is going to be able to keep up the creative juices flowing throughout. You know, they're 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 swinging for the fences, man, and and right, they're kind of reaping we, the benefits. We do have uh, Labo coming out uh, later later this year or here in uh, what two months? Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't know if I'd call that a hit though. I don't. I wouldn't call that a. But strong it is. Hit. A, we'll but it is an original, and it's it's selling very well pre order wise on on uh, yeah. even Amazon alone right now. Yeah, yeah success and, success pending. You know, I, I'm I'm still kind of waiting and seeing about that but i don't know if it's going to be like a killer app like a must-have but it could be right right i i just well because i think my main concern with say like metroid animal crossing and pokemon you know those are the other killer apps on what or what would be the killer apps on the switch maybe not i mean metroid i i don't think metroid is as big as people quite think it is like some people think metroid's huge which it's pretty big, but it's not massive. It's not a system seller. Yeah, it's not. And, a, it doesn't have the wide appeal that Zelda and Mario do. It, it, but wouldn't you say it? Oh, maybe it's not even the third biggest franchise because Pokemon. Yeah, right. Pokemon so, dwarfs it. Wouldn't you say right. it's in the top five though? Uh, yeah, but that's only because I mean, people I can't name a fifth. People think of the big three as Metroid, Zelda, and Mario. At least I do. What do you guys think? When you think about Nintendo, those are the three franchises I think about. I think well, it's the three big original franchises. Yeah, and I think what yeah. also kind of cemented those three as the three, right, is that you could never play a Pokemon game on the Nintendo, the NES or the SNES. You know, before it was like, sure, Pokemon is Nintendo, but it's like Nintendo's handhelds. You know, it feels like separated. It feels like the cousin. But also mm-hmm. developed by a second party too, right? But now that yeah. the switch is out and the switch is going to kind of homogenize everything, like you have to consider Pokemon on the same level as sure. Metroid, Mario, Link. Yeah, you kind of have to. You're forced to now. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's and true. Sure. I just I uh, so what I was getting at earlier was like I just don't know how far out those games are. Right. You know, yeah. I I because we I mean. It sounded like we were pretty behind in development for this Pokemon game based on last year where we basically had a developer telling us like, yeah, it's it's a thing. <laughs> and then with Metroid, we got a logo. Yeah, we just got, and, we just got some yeah. words. <laughs> and Animal Crossing, who fucking knows? I like E3, I think we'll get like a Smash 4 port. I think I, def- I th- oh. definitely think we're going to get a Smash 4 yeah, port. Yeah, I totally forgot about Smash 4. Yeah, yeah like, you dare forget Smash. Let us not forget. Like, they, you know, they still got some major, major, major um, ground to cover with the Switch. And and I don't think that they're running out of creativity anytime soon. I mean, like you said, look at Labo. Look at, you know, the things coming out. I think, you know, I, I'm not. I think it's way too early to hit the panic button yet yeah. on Switch. No, I'm not, I'm not here, saying mine. Here, Just cautious. Cautious optimism. Here's the way I see it, too, is that no one judges the PlayStation 4 by like, oh, when's Naughty Dog going to release their next game? You know, no one gives a shit about that. I mean, yeah, people care, but people aren't saying there's no Uncharted 5 in the next year. The PlayStation's going to die. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. And yeah. So like, sure, Nintendo's kind of a special case when it comes to considering as a console. But that's just because they fucked up real hard on the Wii U. And the Wii U was basically a Nintendo only console. But the Switch is regaining a status of like, yeah, you can play Call of Duty Black Ops 4 on this Nintendo console, you know? Mm. So now, even if Nintendo doesn't come out with anything big in the next year or two, you're still going to have a lot of third-party support, and people need to stop complaining about ports, because you know what? I don't give a shit. That's just more games to play, you know? Like, maybe you... Yeah, I'm not not complaining. Yeah, like, maybe you've already played that game on the DS or your Commodore 64 or whatever, but there are people who haven't, and then there are people who can now play this game on the go. Right. There are people that... I mean, let's face it. There are people that only buy Nintendo consoles. That's it. Or they and they play PC. There's some people that don't play, you know, 
uh, don't don't have uh, the other consoles. So this is for them, right? It's not really for the people that are like up on every newest release ever possible, you know. And I think it's a good thing, you know, because we have the successful games. We have the Mario's, the Zelda's, etc. If all they had were ports, then that would be a severe liability, right? That would be like something to like down it for. But the, I think I take it as a sign of like good market health, good console health that these ports are coming. Like you know, public, right. like and third parties are taking this console seriously, and they and right. they have to because the market's spoken. No, yeah, and, and that's exactly it. That was going to be my next point: is the third the third party, especially after seeing how well the Switch has been selling, it's become the fastest selling console of all time. So third party support is really going to be pushed on this console. And um, to your other point that you had earlier, Robert, no other consoles like you know when's the next Uncharted coming out or whatever. Like you know how when uh, we look at. Nintendo consoles were like, okay, well, when's Mario, when's Metroid, when's Zelda coming? And the reason why we did that is because beforehand, we didn't have much third-party support. You know what I mean? Because the the third parties didn't want to work with an underpowered console. Well, they don't really have to worry about that because they know this console's selling, and they know that this the the fact that this console has portability is, is what's pushing a lot of these units. And that's what makes getting these ports so appealing, and that's why it's different from uh, the first year or two of... The PS4, where we were getting a fuck ton of ports, a lot of remasters, a lot of people were pissed about it. Right. Because I remember when Bloodborne came out and people were like, well, there's the PS4 and its game. And it was just Bloodborne on the shelf. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, maybe you guys are as well. It's fucking 2018. And look at like the wealth right the embarrassment of riches that nintendo has as far as first party exclusive games that have already come out that are slated to come out compared to fucking microsoft like the next you know first party game microsoft comes out with is going to be like kind of just a de facto big deal because it simply doesn't happen very often anymore but the fact that like the company the organization that built fucking windows can't get third part or can't get you know original games exclusive games but nintendo yeah. has them out like it's just really 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 strange time it is and it, and it's like you know microsoft's got what like sea of thieves and crackdown 3 slated right now but and they look cool yeah they look cool yeah, yeah i don't know if like i guess i'm kind of excited for sea of thieves but i haven't even been thinking about it as like oh man that microsoft exclusive right, right. You know? Ex- exactly and and you know what i was um uh, just on a sidetrack here, like when we when uh, I was in the kind of funny Facebook group the other night, and some dude was like, you know, why don't they got have a person that like represents Xbox on their podcast? And I was like, well, think about it. What is there really to talk about? Water like, coolers on the on the Xbox side of things. Like, okay, yeah. they have this uh, Xbox games now or whatever, you know, service coming out, which is, which is cool, which is great. It's a nice concept. Um, but in terms of exclusives and in terms of what's going on in their ecosystem, there's just not much. You know what I mean? There's just yeah. not much going on. Man, I just think back, man. I think there's literally going to be, if there isn't already, like university case studies in how to fuck up a business <laughs> message, right? Like with the connect, with the whole digital exclusive DRM bullshit, right? That uh, Xbox One first launched with. It just caused nothing but confusion. And they came in at a higher price point. It's just like exactly what not to do, right? And they're still paying for that right now. They're still, you know, kind of uh, uh, riding PlayStation's coattails. It's crazy. Yeah, th- I mean, I, I don't know. That that was just as bad, if not worse, than when PS3 was announced. And they're like, yeah, it's $600. 
Oh yeah, that, I forgot. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I forgot totally, about man. that. Totally. And you know what's fucked up? I was thinking about that too. Like I don't know if you guys remember that that uh, quote. I don't want to say it was Kazurai. It might have been. It was a high up Sony executive. But when they were talking about the price point of PS3 back in the early 2000s, they were like, "We want this console to be so good that you'll consider getting a second job to afford it." <laughs> Are, Do you guys ever hear that quote before? Are you fucking serious? Oh, I swear to you, Google it, dude. Give oh, it a Google. Oh my god! It, they said we want it to be so good you'll consider getting a second job. And and the sad part about it is, when they first debuted that console, it was so much crazier than it ended up being they actually had to pull back a lot of what they wanted to do because it was going to be like a thousand dollar console in 2006 and so they actually took out a lot of things that's crazy it was going to be huh. like it was going to be like a router as well <laughs> it's going to be like your router it <laughs> was going to have like yeah. it was going to have like hdmi like in and shit like way before like it's time it was going to have like even more memory card slots and shit it was going to have i think like yeah, I don't know. It had four USB ports, right? It, there was yeah. a bunch of shit that they I, had to cut. It was, it, it was stupid. It's just funny to me, right? Because, like, Microsoft, like, watched the PS3 kind of crash and burn in that way, right? And then they come out with their Xbox One and are like, and you can control your TV. You know, they just added all these other features yeah. that, like, no one gives a shit about. Right. And right. here they are fucking four years later. Is that right? Four or five years later after the One's launch? Something like that, with, yeah. With, like, yeah. nothing really to speak for? I can't think. I mean, of, if you like, if you like Forza, yeah, but you can play it on PC. There you go. Yep. <laughs> that's a, that's and, that, and, that's a, and that's the thing. Like, and it's and it's one thing. It's like, okay, yeah, the PS3 had a really shitty launch, and its catalog was not that great the first couple of years. But the PS3 had the one of the biggest turnarounds in its catalog we've ever seen in a console generation. Yeah, like to the point where PS3's catalog by the end of that generation beat the shit out of Xbox 360s. If you look right. at it in retrospect, and it, the, a lot of people don't realize this, but PS3 by the end of that generation kind of closed the gap, and yeah. you know they they br- basically pretty much ended up even as far as console sales went. Right, and I mean, it, it couldn't contend with Xbox Live as an online community or anything like that from that generation. But in terms of just uh, straight up games library, yeah, you like the PS3 is still has a formidable library. Yeah, and in a way, you could probably argue that well, maybe Xbox's numbers are juiced somewhat from all the people that had to buy multiple consoles. Yeah, no shit with you the I mean? original console that had a sixty percent failure rate. Right. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Anyways, like just looking at this generation, it looks like Microsoft's kind of wiping out a little bit, huh? But God, we just we just love to shit on Microsoft on this podcast. I mean, kind of bad, deservedly but. so. Deser- yeah. I'll shit where shit is properly done. Yes, does that make sense? Did I say deserved, English? Mean, I, I, think, I think you shot well there. I think you shot very well. <laughs> I, I uh, speak into a mic. But uh, you know, while we're talking about wipeouts, have you guys caught any of the wipeouts that happened over uh, the weekend so far at the Olympics? Yeah, uh, the the kid that's like, uh, you know, I woke up late, got the gold medals, and he's like, I've said fuck on TV. Oh, yeah. and like, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome, man. I am an avid Olympic fan. About every two years or so, I get into the Olympics. Yeah, every two years. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah about, about, you know, when, when they're on TV. But I'm into it, man. I And for some reason, I feel like curling this year is gaining some steam. Yeah. Curling, is, people are getting hype in bars for curling. And uh, it's just a stupid, funny sport where you're sweeping ice and God, you're throwing I stones. Lo- and I love it. I, lo- I like it a lot. I, I love yeah, the I way like that they break their their ankles as they throw. <laughs> it's funny looking, man. It's I mean, there's some characters in that sport, but I've been watching curling. I've been waiting for uh, downhill skiing, but it keeps getting um, uh, postponed because of wind. I guess the wind in 
in uh, on the mountain is like crazy. They had to cancel and reschedule all kinds of different events for that. So I'm hoping that uh, to watch a uh, Michaela Schifrin uh, kind of reprise her role. She's like a badass. I think she's like in her early 20s, uh, downhill skier, kind of yeah. like the next Lindsey Vaughn. Um, last Could- night. Oh, good. Yeah, because I know like the winter this this season actually in Korea is kind of rougher than usual. I guess so. So yeah, so, yeah I mean it's kind of hitting them yeah. hard. But I, I guess we should start at the start, right? So real quick, I don't want to talk about it too much, but man, the opening ceremony was awesome. They actually had straight up K-pop playing during the part where the countries were walking in, and you got to hear twice, uh, Likey, one of my favorite songs of uh, this year, and then you got to hear uh, BTS. I can't remember. Sai was playing when America was walking in. Yeah. And so maybe you can help me with this too, Robert. I have a, qu- a Korean question. Uh-oh. So America, United States of America, they roll, they walk out with the countries that start with M, not countries that start with uh, U. Oh. So can you tell us why? If you know, Do you know yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Americans- They come out with the M, like Morocco like, and shit. Like to say, to say an American person in Korean is miguk, miguk, so- m so like alphabetically it, it you know fills in with the m the, the countries are start with an m so migu is how you say america in korean well miguk is american person okay yeah. so what is so what does that mean i, I don't know i mean me is just okay. just what they use for americans okay so it, it, but they don't say like the united states of america in korean like they say no miguk, they, they right? don't say united states like they don't right yeah yeah, it's, I thought that was very interesting. So I was just curious what it might have translate what it translates to in Korean. So I'll have to look that up. But I, I love hearing K-pop uh, on NBC of all places. It was it just made me smile. brought brought a warm fuzzy to my heart. Uh, and then just last night, Sean Sean oh, White his name Sean, Sean White, White. Yeah, won the gold in the very last run in the downhill snowboard. And holy shit, has snowboarding come far? Did you guys watch any of that? Nope. No, no, I didn't. My, I mean, they get up like almost like 18, 19 feet above oh. the lip of the 22-foot half pipe. So they're like almost 40, if not over 40 feet in the air. They're just jumping out of four-story building, like twisting. It's like, that's incredible. Jesus, what? That's crazy. So I'm, I'm big into the Olympics, guys. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm the only one in this conversation here. You guys <laughs> well, have let me, yeah. let me. Let I me. Love, cur- I love Johnny Capahala back on board. That was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me correct myself. Miguk is America, actually. Miguk Saram is a person, like American person. So Miguk is like United States of America. Okay. They just say Miguk. Miguk, Yuguk. Got him. <laughs> Ra- very racist, but got him. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Whoops. <laughs> Whoa, hey now. Hey. Um, you know, so I know Sean White won the 100th American medal, right? Gold yep. medal yep. Uh, for the Winter mm-hmm. Olympics. But America is not leading the medals is no they almost never do either it's always let me guess i don't know i really don't know who's winning oh i've got the chart right here so just guess okay let me guess i would say well let me see um colin who do you think is like top three countries in the winter olympics in the winter olympics dude uh like this year (sighs) i got i got my three i i literally don't know it's a wild fucking guess um I have to say the I mean based because I know Sean White's really good. I and this I don't know jack shit. Top three, top three. US mm-hmm. uh uh think, Germany. think of very cold countries. You said Germany? Yeah. Germany. He did or, say uh, Russia. US, Germany. Russia. Let's I'm I'm gonna okay. throw out Germany and give me Russia. Okay. Um so US, um, Germany, Russia for you? 
No, oh, I toss, you... toss Russia. I'm trading Germany for Russia. Okay, okay um, pick three. Oh my god. Uh, 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 Zimbabwe. Yeah, sure. Cool runnings. <laughs> cool runnings. South no, they're from Jamaica. Jamaica. They're from Jamaica. Don't, don't send me emails. I know they're from Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> Jack. Sure. Bets. Oh, he put one out. Okay, I would say Norway. I would oh, say damn. Canada. Ooh. And I oh, would say. <laughs> and I would say Russia, maybe China. Okay, so right now, top three. Uh, third place, you got Canada with 10 medals total. Or Do you want yeah. just gold or medals? In uh, medals, I don't care. Okay, fine. Medals. Canada with 10. Norway yeah. and Netherlands tied at two, oh, both wow. with 11. And Netherlands. Deutschland at number one. Oh, actually. oh Deutschland. Deutschland yeah, is at number one. Wow. Would you look at that? That's surprising, but that's cool, man. I mean, they have. I mean, this is the thing about. I was watching a uh, real sports, uh, HBO Real Sports, which is one of the best um, news shows on TV. Period. I contend. Um, anyways, uh, I was watching how America makes like over you know two hundred million dollars a year, and and that doesn't even count like the TV deals, right? Uh, to the Olympics, and we don't pay our Olympians anything. We cover their health insurance. And we maybe give them like ten thousand dollars if they win a gold medal. But other than that, they ha- they're on their own to support their ass. Whereas other countries pay their Olympic athletes full time to pursue that and cover all costs of, of living and everything. Damn right. Yeah, that's so, so weird. I mean, I, I don't know. know. I, sucks. I really hate the way that America treats the Olympics. I'm going to be honest. Like, have you like I've watched a bit of NBC's coverage of it this year, and it's just like mm-hmm. fucking. I've learned. I've relearned more about the Korean War. Than I have about oh. any winter sport. <laughs> they absolutely inject way too much politics, and I mean, I understand the fact that you know a united Korea, uh, it, it, you know, is walking together. Like, yes, that is significant. I get it. I don't want to like brush it under the rug, but at the same time, like, we don't need to talk about every eastern ex Eastern Bloc country and like every like genocidal event in the last century, and like, you know, what I mean, like, yeah, like let in, me enjoy my Olympics. Don't get too political. Yeah, like in 2020, what are you going to learn about? Oh yeah, you know, Japan. Like Tokyo is a pretty cool city, but you know, back in the day, they actually took Koreans in as slaves as they were uh, just <laughs> going all around the eastern yeah. seaboard. Just and I over. guarantee yeah. you as well. Just yeah, in, in two years when we do the Tokyo Summer Games, is that what yep, it is? Yeah, Tokyo Summer um, Olympics. Yeah, you know they're going to be talking about like. Hiroshima, Nagasaki. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just gonna do it. It's just all you think like, about when you think wow, about Japan. They, they've oh, really yeah, you cleaned guys, you guys up. Remember Pearl Harbor? Jesus they, Christ! They're not going to talk about the the Japanese uh, internment camps though on U.S. soil. Because well, that they never happened. Probably talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, what are you talking about? Happen. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. That was crazy. Oh. That uh, was summer camp, guys. Revisionist yeah. history, goofy. <laughs> so let's talk about some video games, shall we? Jack, do you want to start us off? Let us know what your your beautiful self has been playing. So just recently, in the last couple weeks, fin- I listen, I know I talk about this game a lot on the show, but Final Fantasy XII is one of my favorite Final Fantasy games of all time. The Zodiac Age remix, remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it, came out on PC. Yes, I know I bought it on PS3 or PS4. Yes, I know I bought it on PS2, but damn it. If I'm the guy on the show that buys the same game multiple times, I'm going to live up to it. Yeah, and that's I had to actually buy your middle PC. name, right? I guess so. And yeah. and Jack, buy a game three times to pay it. So yeah. this is I'm holding true to the middle name. And I had to buy it, and it wasn't full price. It was like 20% off, picked it up. And you know what? I don't care. I'm supporting this game because it's awesome. And I'm supporting Square Enix. I'm, tell, I'm sending the message, like, keep doing this. And now I think now with this release... And the pending release of Final Fantasy 15 on Steam, 
every single Final Fantasy numbered game is available on Steam except for Final Fantasy 1 and Final Fantasy 2. And a good version of 6. That's true. Yeah. This, do not play 6 on PC ever, ever, ever. Unless what you emulate it. Yeah. Play it on the SNES Classic, man. That's so anyways, where I got it. So anyways, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, Final Fantasy 12. Man, they have done some shit. For one, I'm playing it in 21 by 9. You can play the game in 4K, and PC is the only place in the world where you can play the game 4K 60 frames per second. Nice. And I'm having a blast. And they tweaked so much in this. They almost tailor-made it for people that have already played and are intimately familiar with the original game because they let you basically cheat. You can start right away in, in New Game Plus. Or oh. for the masochists, you can start right away in New Game Minus if you want to. Not only that, but once you're in the game, you can go into. Whoops, I'm, I'm getting excited here. I'm bumping my mic. Once you're in the game, you can get into the, just the regular like settings and give yourself oh, give yourself infinite money. Oh. Give yourself infinite license points if you want to to just totally take leveling out. And so you're already starting at level ninety nine. And yeah. then you can just give yourself Wait, everything. what? No, yes. they, they did that in the uh, Final Fantasy X and X2 remaster, too. I didn't I didn't realize the other I think that's awesome. I think that's genius because they know that people that are playing these again are have are probably playing them multiple times. They just give you the shortcuts and the tools to play the game you want to. I love it. And it's making it so much more fun. And then also the function keys, one, two, and three, uh, will allow you to speed up the game as well, too. So you can go you can beat this game probably in a quarter of the time if you if you so choose, just to see everything, experience everything again without like you know, the traditional grind of, of playing a RPG, a JRPG the first time. Yeah. yeah the speed up buttons are a quality of life thing that <sighs> almost all turn-based RPGs should have, or it's I mean, solid. JRPGs in general, really. And also bravely default too. I think like to kind of go off that as well. Like I would like to see more games be able to turn on and off encounters if you'd like to. Oh yeah. I forgot that bravely default did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an innovation I think that is a good, again, quality of life thing. And I, I like the slider they had to, to like, you could even increase the encounters. So if you're trying to grind, so you just have to go like off step to get in the next fight. Right. So back to Final Fantasy, what a game. And the PC version is the definitive way to play. And if you have not played this game before, I mean, wow, it, it's, it, it, the music was also reorchestrated completely. And you can choose whether you want to listen to the original music, the reorchestrated, and man, does it sound good. So I just don't have enough nice things to say about it. I, I am going to continue playing it because they made it a good experience for people coming back to it. They didn't make it a slog. Nice. Yeah. I, I want to ask you a question that I asked you last week when you were talking about Shadow of the Colossus. Do you see yourself beating it? Shadow of the Colossus? No, no uh, Final Fantasy Twelve, the, the remaster. Oh. Well, hell yeah, to Shadow of the Colossus. And Final Fantasy XII, yes, I do. And I can't believe I'm saying that because, like I said, the tools are in place to make it a pretty, mem- you know, all-killer, no-filler experience. So I'm not playing it. I'm not having, I'm not playing the same game that someone would the first time, though, because I just gave myself all the license points and all the money. And uh, I'm like, I just want to buy all the shit. And I just want to, like, I don't want to worry about leveling up. I just want to experience the story. Da-da-da-da. I don't recommend someone do that the first time. But, you know, I've already put in, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours in this game. Like, I just want to I just want to kind of watch the movie again in a way, you know. Right. So, yeah. So yeah. but and then something interesting as well is that peppered throughout the world. So, yeah, you're going to have your enemies. You can stomp out in one hit or just like die just by looking at you. But also they peppered in like ultra mega powerful enemies just throughout them. So you're still going to have a good time, even though you're playing level ninety nine. Right. With, you know, you know, get get what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. Still have, 
uber enemies around that will kill your ass. So you have to somewhat be careful still. You can't just, you know, they just mow through random, everybody. random encounters. It seems to be. I'm early in the game, but it seems to be something that if th- if this was a regular playthrough, they would just, you know, they'd have the skull over their head. You know what I mean? Like yeah. an MMO. Right, right. So that's cool, man, because I literally was like, oh, this is an actual fight I have to pay attention to with all my skill and power this early in the game. This is cool. I'm glad that I'm glad it's here. Exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. So again, if you are a fan of Final Fantasy and you've never played 12, like if you have a PC that is and you have the graphics card to support it that is the version to get 60 frame second 4k i'm, I'm very very happy and pleased with it very i need nice. to get back into that game man it's good i don't know I'm, i might pick it up on a sale or something maybe it's worth it to me man yeah but but again if you're going into it you have to realize i'm playing a game that came out you know what 2000 help me eight eight yeah mm. so right around there it, you know what i mean like don't expect like you know, a brand new RPG like Persona or anything like that. It's not like that. You have to kind of remember, put yourself in a vacuum in a way. Right. The game still looks amazing, though, considering it was a PS2 game. It looks like an early PS3 game. It's so evocative and so heavily influenced by episode one Star Wars that it's like really hard to like unsee it once you see it that way. <laughs> so it's, see, yeah, I've, there's I a lot heard, of episode yeah. one in it. There's a lot. I've heard good comparisons to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I'm fine with. <laughs> Yeah, so there are two games I kind of wanted to talk about this week, and one of them I kind of wanted to make quick, but I, you know, I talked about playing Resident Evil 7 a couple weeks ago, and I just beat it over the past week, and holy hell, that, that game is good. That game is really good, guys. I cannot recommend it enough, honestly, to pick it up, especially if you're a fan of old school Resident Evil, like, all the way to the end, that game feels like a Resident Evil-ass Resident Evil game, in, like, the best mm-hmm. way, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, like... I got. I kind of got that feeling where you both have played Resident Evil Four. Oh yep. yes. So you, I don't know if you guys got this feeling, but when I beat Resident Evil Four, I was like, I want to play it again, just to like to get all the collectibles, get all the guns, get all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, that was one of the few games. Like I don't do this very often. I usually will beat a game and like critical path it and shelve it, uh, just because I want to get to the next game. But Resident Evil Four was one of those rare games where I was like, I'm going to turn this mother out. Yeah, and I'm gonna play all the modes and do all the stuff and replay and get all the all the outfits and all the bullshit. Like I got, I think Ashley had bonus outfits and shit. I was, yeah. I cared about getting. It was, it was, it was on. Yeah, I I got that similar itch when I got to the end of seven because I know there was stuff I missed. Like there were some guns I didn't get, and you know, like some extra items I missed and things like that. That kind of make me think, man, I wanna I wanna go through that again just to experience it all over because it's very good. Yes. Um. And at the end, they also, like, tie it back to, like, the other Resident Evil games in, like, such a great way that I'm, like, a huge fan of. Like, it's so good. Um, Dude, I need... Yeah, that's another game that's on my bucket list that I want to play, and I still haven't figured out whether I want to play it in VR or not. I I would not... After beating it, I would not recommend in VR. If, if, like, what I'm imagining is what it's like, nope. VR is so fucked for Resident Evil 7. It is so... Ooh. Yeah. it's, it's, It's the reason to own VR as far as I'm concerned. I don't know, man. You'd need so many toilets. Um, but the main <laughs> yeah. game I want to talk about with you guys today is Civilization VI. Because ah. February 8th, they dropped that Rise and Fall expansion for $30. Which Damn. I was like, yep, here, take my that, money, Sid. Sid Meier, uh, just take it right now. That's um, some money for an expansion. Yeah, it's, I would expect, mm. yeah, I expected to have hours upon hours upon hours of content. Yeah, I mean, like, Civilization in and of itself has hours and hours of content, right? Like, just by playing one right. game of Civ, you haven't experienced 
a, a drop in the bucket of what that right. game is. And uh, already from like full disclosure, I haven't even beaten a game of Civ yet with the expansion because, <laughs> you know, they take like eight fucking hours. Um, but already from like the first 30 minutes, you feel how much that expansion changes the way that you play and the way you kind of try to plan each of your turns and like your long game and stuff okay. um to kind of like go a quick run over of like what that expansion adds it adds like nine new characters to play as nine new leaders like so that's nine new ways to play the game because each civ is like completely different um it adds this mechanic of governors so you can like kind of micromanage your cities even more because that's what civ needs more micromanagement hmm. Um, they've added a loyalty mechanic. So like if you're a shitty leader, your people are just going to be like, Hey, fuck you. <laughs> just like stop being in your empire. <laughs> if you're like really bad and not, they won't stage an uprising. No, they're, they just like become their own city. And like, they've added this system called like, like dark age and golden ages. So like, if you do exceptionally well, you get into a golden age in the next era. So like people love you more, less of a chance of like your people rebelling against you. But if you do a pretty bad job, then you go into a dark age where like everything is kind of slowed down a bit and it's a little bit like tough to get back into things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, it's a good like punishment reward system because if you get into a dark age, but then you like do so well that you go into a golden age, they give you like extra bonuses because you're like a hero now. You've like turned your empire around, kind of a thing, which is a cool little effect. Let me uh, ask you this: Is Gandhi still a dick? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that's like, a given. He's one nuke and bastard, right? In that oh, game, as I understand. Absolutely, it, okay. in the best way, of course. This is one of those bucket list franchises for me. Like I've always wanted to get into Civ games, but it's like, dude, it's such an undertaking, and it's yep. like uh, finding the time. I'm with you. Like that's kind of how I felt about Planet Coaster as well. It took forever, but then when I got into Planet Coaster, I went in hard. And same thing for City Skylines. Like all these games that are just like day, hours, weeks, hobby suckers, grade. right? Yeah, hobby grade. So I'm. I, that's why I'm thinking like, man, if I ever just dive into Civ, like I have Civ Five still, I'm still scared to boot that one up. <laughs> but if I, but if I, uh, if I ever did spend, you know, like two hours or so with it, I'm, I'm scared as hooks would just get in me, and that would be the end of me. Yeah, I think if you want to get into Civ, I just take a day off and just, just sit, like have no plans that day except for Civ, mm -hmm. to see if you really like it. And if you mm -hmm. don't like it, you have a free day to do whatever you want. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. This expansion, though, I mean, I've always said this about Civilization games in that an expansion always changes the game dramatically. Like, Civ Five is nowhere near as good as Civ Five plus the two expansions, if that oh, makes really? sense. Like, yeah. I would, like, if someone told, came up to me and said, hey, I want to kind of get into Civilization, where should I start? I would always recommend, like, Civ Five plus the expansions. Like, there's no what point. Civ, what about Civ Four with that Baba Yetu? Yes. Yeah, Civ Four with the expansions is also a good place. Um, I think Civ 5 is a little easier to get into because it's a little less obtuse. Uh, Civ mm -hmm. 6 is even easier to get into, but just not as cheap as Civ 5 is right now. I think we've really actually probably long since passed the point where uh, one human being, if they started early, could play every video game. Like by the time they died, you know, 95 years. There's probably way more games out than you have time to play, even if you did it 24-7. You know what I mean? Yep. Wouldn't you oh. agree? Sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I could stop, I could stop playing or stop buying games right now, and just and play my backlog, and, and it still would not last get me. 
Oh yeah, it would last mm-hmm. me probably the next five years at least. At that's, least if I started playing that's consistently. Actually, kind of really depressing in a way. Yeah, and then you have you know games I mean? that are like radiant and can be played forever, right? Right. You know, like and games that don't have an end really. It's just like you know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of shovelware. There's a lot of crap you wouldn't want to play. But if we're not already there, we might soon. You know, definitely in our lifetime, approach a point where like, no, there's like, you know, so many blockbuster AAA video games that you'd want to play, but you just simply it's impossible for one person to do it. Would that be the video game singularity? It's just like, oh, uh, it's just I don't know. I just want to play all the games, guys. I have that. I have what's it called? A uh, FOMO, the fear, the fear of, missing, of out. missing out. Yes, yeah. I'm getting FOMO. Yeah, I mean. You know, I remember we talked a lot about how 2017 is crazy, and I was hoping 2018 would slow down a bit so we could, like, catch up. I'm not feeling that, though. I'm feeling like 2018's nah, just... Nah, 20, 2018's getting, shoving that middle finger way up there. Yeah. Bro, I'm only playing... No, I'm only playing remake games. I'm only... Well, PS2 games. Like, I'm playing Shadow Colossus. I'm playing Final Fantasy Twelve. Like, I'm not into the Dragon Ball, and I'm waiting for the PC version of Monster Hunter. So, for me, 2018's been kind of slow and kind of muted. Really? I know that sounds crazy, yeah. But for me, I'm like, man, too bad I don't have more time. You know, I have too much like life demands right now. But I would love to be catching up on my backlog right now. Yeah, because for me, I'm thinking like Dragon Ball Fighters. That was really good. This weekend is Bayonetta, which I know is like a remake, right? But like that's pretty cool. It's coming out to Switch, so that way more people yeah. can actually play Bayonetta too. You know what I'm sad uh, about that? Huh? Uh, as a collector in me, like I'm like, man, my my Wii U version of Bayonetta two and. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be and with Bayonetta one is gonna be worth something, man. Heck not, yeah, anymore. not anymore. Not and anymore. then yeah, yeah. You should have sold it back when it was still sixty dollars. And then Breath of the Wild, you know, as well on Wii U. Like that's not going to do what Twilight Princess did on the GameCube. Nope. Like no one's gonna care. No one gives a shit. It's just literally losing its value. I don't know. I'm just excited because I'm getting Bayonetta two, and I'm just excited to uh, lick another Switch cartridge. That's Bayonetta two is so good. What I'm looking forward to, and then next wow. week, fucking Tommy Wiseau's game comes out. Uh, well, not uh, actually. Is Tommy that Wiseau. already? Yeah, a way out. A way it's like out? next. Isn't that next Friday? Holy oh, wait, shit! Fuck. I forgot, dude. No. Pretty. Fuck the Oscars. Is it real? I think so. Oh wait, I no. It was I'm March. kidding. I'm sorry. It was March 23. Not February I knew it was March. Damn it, you Robert. Bastard. <laughs> fucking tease. Yeah. That's what so I anyways. Do. So anyways. For me, like I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of struggling to find new games I want to play. I haven't bought a game of Steam in, a, in quite a while. Since I don't December. know. Kingdom Come Deliverance just dropped. Uh, yeah. Phase coming out soon. Uh, Metal Gear Survive for sure. Metal Gear, Metal Gear Survive. How dare you shut the fuck up with the Metal Gear Survive, gentlemen? We're not talking about that. That is an abomination. <laughs> oh man, that, that looks so horrible. That game looks so weird. Oh my fuck. I don't know. I mean. I think, okay, we'll talk about Kingdom Come Deliverance later, actually, because, Colin, you brought it up and you got me thinking about it, but we're going to talk about it later. Yeah, so yes, my game. Uh, yes, what have you been playing, Colin? You bastards talked about Shadow of the Colossus without me while I was sick. Yes, well, hey, man, games happen. Yeah, sickness happens. Yeah. Oh, sick happens. But, you know what? I'm going to talk about Shadow of the Colossus anyway, because Shadow of the Colossus is by far and away one of my favorite games of all time. Um and Shadow of the Colossus, I got the collector's edition last week and the day it came out. And by the way, that special edition already going for over a hundred dollars on eBay right now. Wow! What is yeah. sell it? Sell get, it? What it get sold at? Like retail? Fifty. Wow! Double. Cool. Yeah. So, um, anyway, man, walking back into the Forbidden Land and f- taking down the sixteen Colossi once again has never looked so beautiful, my friends. Right. 
Wait, have you already taken down all 16? I'm about halfway there. It's a short game. It doesn't take it's, that It long. is That's a short fair. game. That's fair. Yeah. Um, mostly spending my time hunting lizards because... <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah, because lizards boost your stamina bar. I've never they, once... Listen, dude, I beat the game. It's going to be my third time. I've never once killed one lizard ever. Wow. Really? No, i You beat I've the entire game without getting a single stamina upgrade? I didn't you even know that was... Yeah, br- I didn't even know that was... Brutal. A, I didn't even know it was a thing until... Like this last couple weeks, I didn't even know lizards were in the game. What yeah, the dude, that makes the game so much harder playing without collecting the lizards. Well, you know, I did Jack, it. he loves hard games like Dark Souls. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> but, no, I, I didn't know they were a thing. The game does not explain it at all, as far as I remember. Oh, no, not 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 in the original. No, it yeah. doesn't really tell you that. Yeah, picking up fruit also boosts your health. Yeah, picking up lizards gives what? you more stamina. Picking yeah. up fruit boosts your health? Yeah, dude. You see those uh, those trees, uh, those overhanging trees that had the fruit on them. You shoot down the fruit with your bow and arrow. You pick them up and it give it boosts your max health bar, like permanently your health. Yes, yes, dude. I've beat the game twice. I'm about to be three times. I've never done either of those things. You're getting yeah, some dude. hot insider <laughs> tips. Apparently, on apparently wow. you're not the only one. I was talking about this Mind in my club blown. the other day, and someone's like, "What the fuck? You can boost your health and stamina." I put the game down because it got too hard, and I was oh, like, shit. "I kept falling off of shit." I'm well, like, "That's that's a failure on the game's part, I think, because if you're not going to tell people explicitly, if Dorman's not going to roll, 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 and tell you what to do, then the roll, game roll, itself roll. needs to, you know, kind of." convey that to the to the player in some way so the fact that it hasn't done to so many people is kind of bad yep. look on the game if you ask yep. me. wait do you've you, heard it, do you've you heard know it here do you know about like the time attack mode the new items the reminiscence <laughs> mode this is in the remake right well the time attack and reminiscence well yeah the reminiscence mode were both in the original I don't know about those either. Are, are you aware of the the, uh, the dance dance revolution part of the game either? Yes, right. 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 You are you aware so, of the secret dance party where you make colossi dance? Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I played the game. I beat him. I beat it twice, literally on PS2, without doing any of that bullshit. And I just again shelved it. And I went on to like I don't know Dragon Warrior Eight or some shit. Yeah, because if you if you play uh, like either New Game Plus or like just keep playing the game, you can drop back in with all with all all uh, sixteen colossi down. Hmm. And what you can do is you can pray in front of where their idols were and you can do a time attack battle against them. And when you do time attack battles, it'll give you like a new sword or a new poncho that'll give you special Whoa. abilities Mind or a new blown. mask. Yeah. Wow. Well, this game, even the remake, too, is is even deeper, right? It adds even more stuff. Well, to it has all of that. Plus, it has newer uh, new items that weren't in the original game. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure the reminiscence mode was not in the original as well. Uh, the reminiscence mode basically means you can go to any of the previous locations of the Colossus that you already fought, and then you can pray next to it and fight it again. But you get like uh, you get something special for doing them all. Pretty um, cool, man. That game is badass. It looks incredibly gorgeous. It's one of the best looking games I've seen, especially I was telling Robert in HDR yes. 4K on OLED. Holy shit. It is just a killer app all the way yeah, around. Yeah, I've actually been taking advantage of the camera mode in this remake. Yeah. And the game is just ridiculously beautiful. And it's it's one of the few games, aside from Horizon, where I've actually sat down and like messed around with taking screenshots and sending them to my friends and shit like that. Because I'm like, look at this fucking game, bro. <laughs> like, oh, oh and you, you know how we got really excited because we heard there was like a night cycle in it? Right. Turns out there's just like a shitty like night filter. It's not even like real uh, nighttime. Okay. That's meh. 
I yeah, was still so, ex- I was still excited to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty down about that, but all the but, filter choices are neat. But you brought up Horizon real quick, and I want to say that I did actually spend a bit of time playing Horizon uh, in 4K on a PS Pro in HDR, and damn it, that game absolutely deserved the tiny last year for uh, best looking game, and it won it. But I'm just saying, like, of course, it absolutely deserved. It, it looked great in 1080p, but in 4K, it's like. Come on, Jack. You know that we are the be-all, end-all of video game The absolute uh, authority. Of no course, plays we were more games. Right. Of course, right. it was right. Well, <laughs> yes. even even Robert's got to witness it now, at least in 4K. So Yeah. 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 It, 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 oh, man. Just, it, it looks so crispy, clean, and, and beautiful. Still controls and plays like shit, but... <laughs> What Horizon? Like no, no. Uh, sorry, I'm talking about Shadow Claw. Oh, Shadow. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I I knew exactly what I was getting into, so I was used to it. Yeah, but um, someone playing it for the first time probably be like, "What the fuck? Why do people like this game?" Oh yeah, people would the see them are. as archaic for sure. Like the whole idea, the way you climb and stuff, it's like very floppy because it's, it's trying to be realistic, but it, it just comes off kind of clunky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. I don't know. The game's. It's definitely not bad though. It, it's. It's. It was definitely ahead of its time. My my wife was like, "Is this gang beast?" <laughs> when she saw me like flailing around, nice. I was like, Fuck. "I was like, good reference, nice." <laughs> but no, yeah, I can't wait to jump back into that game. I also found an Easter egg that uh, from uh, the Last Guardian. They throw a couple of Easter eggs in there. Oh, really? Do you get to kill Trico? No, no. Damn. <laughs> Dude, what if there was a tie-in to Last Guardian? Like, that was, like, uh, either a hidden mount or it was, like, another Colossi or some shit. There should have been a tie-in. Like, that would have been missed, crazy. That's the missed opportunity with these co- with the mystery of the coins. Like, damn it. There oh, should have yeah. been an extra Colossus I was or like, some shit. It's cool that you get a new sword, but I kind of wish it was a little bit more than that. Like, because by what the time the you get do? Seven, like, it's just one stab and they're done? Or, like, what does it even uh, do? So, it's extra damage output, but your uh, health regen slower. Meh, worth. Okay. So it's like I don't know. It's not anything that not special. I, I would, I would have, yeah, for seventy nine collectibles no scattered throughout that world. That's that's a little steep. Yeah. Um, mm. but yeah, like I would definitely, if I would be way more incentivized if it was like a hidden colossi or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Still an awesome but, game, and I recommend. But yes, incredible game, incredible soundtrack. That's like yeah. That's all I ever think of in my head whenever I hear Shadow of Colossus, because it's such an easily loopable song. Oh yeah, it is. Nice. Yes. Well done. Very, very good. Beautiful. It's just like I'm playing the game right now in my hands. Like people think that was Colin's mouth, but that was the totally the butt trumpet. That was yeah. He just he just put his butt up to the up to the mic and just kind of let it go. Drop track. <laughs> well, no, he, he had the trowel on. That's why it sounded a little, you know, like coming through a wall. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's talk about some video game news, shall we, boys? All right, so let's start off with a pretty big piece of news here, guys. Another Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer dropped over the weekend at uh, Japan's D23 Expo. And it made me think the same thing I think of every time I think of every Kingdom Hearts trailer. God damn it, when is this game coming out? But also, that looks so cool. <laughs> that looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I see, this This is this is what you picture. This is me when it comes to Kingdom Hearts stuff. It's like, I'll be standing in the corner and be like, oh, Kingdom Hearts 3 stuff? Hmm, I don't care. And my, my bottom lip will be sticking out and everything. And then I kind of look over my shoulder and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this trailer, though. Oh, my God, it looks amazing. That looks so Please cool. just, just come out already. Please. They've got the Monsters, Inks. 
uh, ink yes, characters. They, they got have the Toy re- Story characters in. They've also they've got Tangled. That looks really uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm just I'm so excited for that game. And what made me kind of more excited is just at the end of this trailer they had coming 2018. And I was like, right. fuck yeah. We'll yes. see if that's worldwide. It didn't say worldwide. We'll see. It, it did not. But. It might just be Japan. But I honestly kind of wouldn't be surprised if it also released in the West. Because, I mean, Disney is a pretty Western property. You know, I, I just yeah. feel like it'd be weird to live in a world where Japan gets a Disney-ish game first. How how long did uh, the Persona 5 localization take? Do you know? Like six months, eight nine months. months? I want I want to say at least eight to ten months. So I'm thinking, I'm just going to predict here, we can rewind this later on in the year, uh, top 10 Jack's predictions, but I'm going to predict that this comes out in October in Japan, and I'm going to say April 2019 in America. Yeah, but again, like Japan, like Persona is a very Japanese, that's a Japanese as fuck game. I get what you're saying. You know? No, it's going to be simul, it's going to be at least within the same week release dude localization takes forever but I'm, yeah I'm but dude willing... full final fantasy 15 was a like what, what a worldwide simultaneous release yeah and i'm yeah, willing to bet that <laughs> 10 years to make that game though. yeah but they're will they're probably localizing it along the way like i have a feeling this isn't just a japanese only in-house production yeah we'll i mean the dude who does who does winnie the pooh in the game said his lines were done like two three years ago okay that's in- oh yeah. really yeah that's encouraging then but it was yeah. really cool to actually see these disney characters speaking japanese <laughs> yeah that oh, was yeah, kind of cool that was my favorite part of the whole trailer japanese- so then, uh, mike wazowski yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> uh japanese donald duck was awesome oh yeah I, I do i do appreciate how much they kind of sound like their english counterparts totally in a weird yeah, way yeah, yeah i loved it, was it. Great. no I don't know. I just Buda, I, this. I just I loved that trailer. It just looks like as it does, it looks even flashier than it has before. You know, it's just crazy. Like particle particle effects fucking everywhere. That game's gonna be good. Like, do you remember so good? Do you remember a couple years ago when they showed like it was like one of the first, if not the very first video of like gameplay footage in kingdom hearts 3 and sora was swinging the keyblade around and it was like a cloud swarm of like shadow creatures or whatever do you guys remember that kind of yeah, yeah. heartless it yeah was like, it was like it was like a minute two minutes long it was very short anyways maybe my memory's failing me but i seem to remember that video looking much better than what they just released at this last thing and i'm like oh you think it so? seems to me like this game i think so i mean human memory's a bitch so maybe i'll go back and like eat my words but <clears throat> It, that I was also that definitely like a cutscene. It wasn't gameplay by any means. Oh, that's that's probably also true. Like cutscenes always yeah. have looked better in Kingdom Hearts compared to the gameplay. Mm. I mean, I feel okay. like that was just a thing in the PS2 <laughs> era, right? Like cutscenes always looking better than the gameplay. But yeah. Also, also though, like, don't you think they're gonna have to account for just a broader conversation here about Kingdom Hearts three? Don't you think they're gonna have to account and be like, you know what, this is gonna be like literally like one or two entire generations like first Kingdom Hearts game? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, you can't make this game to where like, oh, you have to know part one and two and all the bullshit eighty eights and a thirds and all the math equations. It's, it's impossible at this, pro- but, at this know, point, dude. That, that's the worst this is part. Basically, has to be a, re- a reboot. No, because like all of these trailers are just dropping these things that have happened in all the spinoffs with no mm. explanation. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, man, I'd hate to be someone who didn't read a bunch of Kingdom Hearts lore because yeah. you'd be so fucking lost. Like they I show know hardly any shit about Kingdom like Hearts they show the nightmares lost. that 
only appeared in Dream Drop Distance. They yeah, the Dream Eaters. Yeah, yeah they've they've showed off the um, like some characters that like the dude who appears in Chain of Memories just approaches Sora in this yeah, new trailer. Yeah, like, Yeah, yeah, and it's just like like if you never played a spinoff, it's like who the fuck are you? What is this? What's going on? What's happening? Like. And here's when the it's thing. Been, when it's been, what, 14, 15 years since the last numbered Kingdom Hearts? Yes. Like, Every- that's not the route to go, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm really worried about. It's like, they're going to have to do a lot of, like, good world building and good setup to really not make it feel like, oh, you didn't play this, the, the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross phone game on your iPhone? Then you're fucked, buddy, and you don't get the story. Yeah, could be problematic. We'll see. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but they're they're from what it looks like they're just going to be throwing people into the deep end, and it's just going to assume. I mean, and I, I that's probably why they've been going so far out of their way to get all the old games onto modern consoles. Yeah, but at the same time, play you know playing full four full games and watching two games worth of cutscenes, well three, and then playing two point eight. And playing a demo plus another full game is like holy fuck, dude. Yeah, like, it's, that's it's a, a that's a tall barrier to entry. Yeah, I'm I'm worried, but I'm just excited for the most part just to play the character action stuff of Kingdom Hearts Three. That's going to be so cool. And like you know, just going through the Disney worlds and just being like, oh no, Woody and Buzz need my help. I'll I'll help them. Like that's going to be really great. Oh yeah, it's it's I can't not I just I cannot wait. I yes. cannot Ooh, wait. Just when, give it to me already. When oh, I think also, about. Okay. That fucking that dude, the new Utada theme though, the new mm. Utada theme. Mm. Mm. Yes. Is it good? What's it called? I want to know. Uh, oh, don't think twice. Is isn't I, that what I it is? Think so. Is, is this the sim- the sequel to Simple and Clean? The, the greatest song? anime song ever. I never realized no, songs had sequels. It's actually the sequel song to Sanctuary, um, which is the sequel to Simple and Clean. Ah, so it's um, the sequel to the sequel. You don't know songs have sequels? Obviously, you've never heard Metallica's The Unforgiven 2. That's true. Robert. And I guess and I guess Trapped in the Closet did have 34 sequels. Yeah, and my and Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, everyone knows, is the sequel to MC Hammer's You Can't Touch That. Oh, so touch this. Yes. Wow. Yeah, not this, not that. This, this not that. <laughs> Which, I'll, and by the way, on, on a side note, I would argue that The Unforgiven 2 is the best one out of the three. The best uh, the song first ever. One's pretty good though. <laughs> Have you heard the Unforgiven too? Yeah, but the first one's pretty good. Uh, anyway, they're both good. They can both be good. They can both be good. Kingdom Come Deliverance. That game came out on Tuesday this week, and it, <laughs> it got a 23 gigabyte day one patch. For reference, the ah. game is 40 gigs. Jeez. I love video games. 40 gigs. More than half of it is a day one patch. Why is this necessary? Is this a multi-platform game? What is this game? Uh, it's okay. So it's basically Skyrim, but without the dragons and the magic. It's supposed to be like super realistic, like medieval, like Bohemia fucking fighting sword play, whatever. And PC only. <clears throat> PC, Xbox One, and PS4, I mm. believe. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. I mean, everything I've seen of the game, it looks jank as hell. And not in like an endearing way, but just like, a, like that doesn't look fun. But it's getting positive reviews. Like early, yeah, early it's positive. Ge- it's generally pretty positive feedback that I'm seeing for it. There, there's a few qualms here and there from what I'm seeing, but nothing that keeps it from being a pretty, pretty interesting and fun experience. Yeah, like generally I'm just seeing, you know, like it's fun, but buggy as hell. That's kind of consensus. So I'm every every Bethesda game, then. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, this isn't by Bethesda. Uh, I remember it's by uh, some new studio who got this kickstarted like four or five years ago. Okay, that's a Kickstarter game. Yeah, it I, looks pretty though. It does. I don't know. I mean, I 
part of me wants to get it, but I'm also like, eh, I don't know, sixty dollars. Eh, Not know. a full price buy for me at all, but I'm definitely interested though. Yeah, I I will say though, the main character of the game looks so much like a younger version of the dad in Heavy Rain. And if I ever bought this uh, game, I'd just make uh, it like, Sean! 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 Jason? Jason! Jason! Hello, Jason. Would you like to do the helicopter? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. God, I, I could be a better voice actor than whoever the fuck did that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's great that this game is doing well, especially for being a Kickstarter game. You know, it's, it's being published now by Deep Silver. So, of course, they've got, like, good backing. But, like, 23 gigabyte day one patch isn't the look you're going for, guys. It right. really isn't. Like, what is it even anymore to release a game? Yeah. And, you know, they've come out and said, like, oh, it's the way we archive the game. So, like, when we change one little thing, we have to, like, replace everything around it. And it's like, I guess. But people at the end of the day are just going to look at numbers. And when the numbers don't look good, it's a little bit, you know, you know. Hmm. Uh, so we've mentioned Metroid Prime 4 earlier on the podcast. Metroid Prime 4. Yes. And it's been confirmed that Bandai Namco is working on Prime Four. <laughs> so it's been confirmed Metroid. at this point. It's not a it's not a rumor anymore. Well, I, it still might be rumors, but a lot of the rumors are pointing to it. It's confirmed that it's a rumor. Yes, multiple that? sources, if you will. So, is it going to be Metroid Souls? Is that where we're going? Because that sounds cool. Maybe. I mean, I I don't really think of Dark Souls when I think of Bamco. I do. I mean, I mean, they, they from. Bandai Namco publishes a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah they publish everything from like Dark Souls to Tekken to. So, so know. they're publishing it. Who's developing it? Well, no, it, it's it's that they're going to be the studio yeah, behind it. So they're in house. Their in house devs are the studio behind. Yeah, it. it's, I got it's you. their okay. studio at Singapore. So, what do you think about then when you think about the studio at Singapore at Bamco? Uh, well, weren't they the ones behind that uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen thing that just stopped being a thing? Was that them? I, th- I don't think that was them. I thought the, I thought or no, was... no. Um, it's that a lot of people who used to be at LucasArts Singapore are now working at Bandai Namco Singapore. And they were the people that were working on 1313. I want to look this up okay. a little bit now. Okay, we'll see. I mean, here's the thing. Like, when you talk about handing off Metroid, like, I, I just feel like Nintendo doesn't want to be... They don't want to fuck with it anymore. They just give Metroid to whoever. Like... And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. When you get when you hand it off to Retro in Austin, you get Metroid Prime, which is one of my favorite video games of all time. Not just Metroid games; it's in my top probably twenty five games of all time. Um, but wait, I lost where I was going. Nice. <laughs> I yeah, we're just handing no. Metroid to everyone except Nintendo. No, okay, but and then they, but then look, then they give it to uh, uh, Mercury Steam, and we have one of the best Metroid games ever last year in the 3DS version, Samus Returns. So. But then you get the the other terrible, like that the other side of the coin, right? The dark side is Metroid Other M when you or give it to Team Ninja or Federation Force. Yeah, it's like why are they doing this to Metroid? Why does Metroid not deserve better treatment than this? You know, why are they not developing it first party in house like Mario and Zelda? Like I have questions and I have concerns, and damn it, I want answers. But I, mean, I am I am optimistic about this latest this latest one, Metroid. For Metro Prime Four, because Metro Prime Three on Wii Corruption or whatever the uh, subtitle was, not a huge fan of that one, and not a huge fan of Echoes either on and, GameCube. You know, to be fair though, I'd be willing to bet that 
Nintendo isn't just like, hey, Bamco, you do it. I bet, like, Nintendo's trying to have a hand and, like, you know, maybe they meet every, like, two weeks or something like that to kind of, like, figure out the direction of the game and stuff. Oh, well, right, yeah. Right. They're definitely I mean, holding their hand through it. They have to. I know, but what I'm saying is, yeah, of course they are going to have, you know, good faith in in whoever has the keys to the Metroid car. Uh, but my point being is that it has certainly resulted in mixed final products you know like mm. it's inconsistent it's either really fucking terrible or in some cases really good yeah but it's always uh it's always a roll of the dice it seems like so i really need guys i need you to know this about me i need metroid prime 4 to be very good or if- i will be so but it'll do so much damage to the <laughs> franchise if i mean now they have like the world's attention with the switch right yeah they have a chance of making a really meaningful game that's a lot of damage that's a lot of damage <laughs> Okay, sorry. That was, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's a John Tron thing. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I agree in that a lot of people are very much looking at this Metroid Prime game. Like, when it's if it's going to be good, Metroid Prime will continue to be a franchise. If it's bad, it probably wouldn't be a like stretch to say it could be the last Metroid game for a while. Oh, please no. Just I'm make just it all 2D. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> I no, mean, I listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the faith. I'm I'm gonna assume that Bamco will do something right. So, yeah, I'm because like Bandai Namco, they're behind a lot of good titles. You know, like they've got Code Vein coming up. Actually, right? That's that's like anime Dark Souls. Oh yeah, Souls. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm def- I'm definitely interested it's in like that too. Anime Vampire Dark Souls. Based on what we saw, based on the way they announced Metroid Prime Four, I think we're looking at a 2020 game. Like no yeah. shit, yeah. I think it's going to take that or long. like late twenty nine, like holiday season twenty nineteen, potentially. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. But these days now, games have three year cycles or more. Yeah, yeah. I don't, so. I don't think I, we're going to see anything at E three this year. Ooh, we might get another teaser or something. I, 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 I don't. Yeah, yeah but get, Nintendo's, like, Nintendo's not really. I feel like Nintendo's not really one, the one to do that. They're they're kind of like, okay, yeah, you know it's a thing now. We're going to shut up about it until it's close. Okay, you know what what I, if, I mean, if, I can see it, yeah. Hear me out. Black screen, Metroid Prime 4, and then the subtitle, and then it ends. <laughs> like, It'll be just something the text, like that. The, the text, It'll be right? something like that, yeah. Me and yeah, Moto will yeah, come we out could, with like Or we could get one of those things where, yeah, you do have that with the subtitle in the background, then we have Reggie that comes out and talks about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and, and no gameplay just, whatsoever. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for it. I just want to see what Bandai Namco does because they can be a mixed bag when it comes to development, but for the most part, they're pretty good. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Do you guys know the name Christopher Columbus? Uh, Yeah. Uh, That bastard that came here and did, quote unquote discovered our country, even though he didn't. Yeah. Uh, wait. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Columbus? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't. That didn't even hit me. The director, the movie person, the movie man, oh. Christopher Columbus. Chris, is that serious? Like, is Christopher Columbus seriously not the first person? Like, the Spanish <laughs> yeah, explorer so, is not look, the first look, person you think I'm, of I'm going when you off hear news. that name. I'm going off news. I'm like, oh, there's the name. Bam. Do you guys know this name? And it just, I'm, I'm in that mode. I'm in the mode of talking is about it news. Chris Columbus. Now I'm fucked it, up. It's Chris Columbus. Yeah, I just wanted to give yeah. him his full title. Okay, I was like, you, wait a second. You know, like, don't you like? I'd occasionally call you Jackathy. I assume that's a full. <laughs> full. Jackethy. Wow. <laughs> right? Okay, so why, why are we bringing up Chris Columbus? We're bringing up Chris Columbus because he's Did he discover be- a new country? He did. He discovered the country of Five Nights at Freddy money because he's going to be directing a fucking Five Nights at Freddy's movie. 
Dude, the last thing he did was like the first Harry Potter. I can't even think of anything else he's done since then. I'm sure maybe something, but yeah, this is. Listen, we just talked about this too, right? Like a couple weeks ago. Like it's official now. Five Nights at Freddy's is kind of like the hottest shit ever for kids, for like grade school kids and middle school kids. Probably, it's like the new hotness. It's like the new Minecraft in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Although they never made a Minecraft movie. At least to my knowledge. Right. No, I get it. But I'm saying like with all like the book bags and like all the all the, you know, uh, mer- merchandising and all the stuff they're doing like a swag. Yeah. I, I remember, Colin, you're talking about how hype kids were to get Five Nights at Freddy's shit at oh, Busters. Yeah, they were super fucking hype. And I, I think that if this movie is even half decent, like it, like if it has like a bit of a budget production value wise. And it comes out around Halloween time. I think this. Th- I think this movie yeah. will make a lot of money. Dude, I Chris think it Columbus, will make a lot yeah. of money. I mean, what he did, Home Alone. He did fucking uh, uh, Harry, Harry Potter. Like he's no stranger to giant franchises. And I tend to like his movies. I think he does a good job at, at what he does. You know, but I'm just finding it's it- just crazy to think Five Nights at Freddy's going to be a movie. I mean, is that a long movie? It seems like a short movie. Yeah, like I'm finding it hard to imagine. Like, okay, what's the story? What's the arc? What's the conflict well i mean there's apparently unbeknownst to me i i I learned this last week during one of my game club meetings but there's whole books really five nights at freddy's books fanfic romance novels novels. i'm pretty sure there's official novels i believe it god i believe it nights uh, yeah five nights at freddy's not i'm gonna google it right now guys but Uh kind of so like, I kind of take back what I said about Chris Columbus. I forgot he made fucking pixels. That abomination. Oh. Yeah, that fuck was, that. That was that, uh, that Adam Sandler thing, right? Yes. It was so horrible where like Pac-Man eats like the maker of Pac-Man. Oh, stupid. He did make yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, though, which is a classic. But like, wow, he's really digging in on video games hard. His his kids must be pressuring him or some shit. Maybe, yeah. Uh... Wow. I don't know, man. Five Nights at Freddy's is just, it seems like one of those weird franchises where like, I get the hype, but I don't get enough of the hype to see a movie. Also, is it going to be CG? It has to be CG, right? It can't be live action. There's no way. No, I mean, they, they might pull together something live action because I mean, I could Chuck E. Cheese. Right. And honestly, and that's that's the thing about this, like the general concept of this movie sounds like such a ridiculous enough concept for a horror movie <laughs> that it'll actually sell and it's gonna it's gonna jump on it'd be perfect during the Halloween time where everyone's hungry to see a scary movie also is it gonna be it can't be PG either no it's gonna be like it's gonna be rated R <laughs> NC-17 rated R it's, there's no way it's rated R there's it's no a way it's rated movie, R but you can't yeah. bring your kids in Dude, there's yeah, no way it's rated R. It's it. PG-13 at the most yeah they're gonna have to find a way to make it rated PG-13 but I feel like it would like you, you, you would want it to be bloody and gory what is so five wh- nights wh- at freddy bloody and gory like the game no yeah, but it has jump scare it. like it, it heavily implies a lot of shit i don't yeah, know I, I thought it was just jump scare and then like the screen goes like and yeah but it over. also like it, it also talks about how like well when the the monsters catch you they fucking malform your body to fit in one of those animatronic suits uh, oh hot nice yeah, yeah. Uh, um so guys yes there is a lot of novels Oh, there's tons, dude. There's... I mean, you can go to Barnes and Nobles and buy these novels. Five Nights at Freddy's: The Awakening, The Silver Eyes, The Twisted Ones. Is there a collection? Five Five listen, Nights Five Nights Freddy Value Box. Oh, listen, nice. they're not a sponsor. Quit plugging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my okay. god. So what we've learned is Five Nights at Freddy has very deep lore, perhaps one of the deepest lore of any franchise on the planet, and it truly deserves a movie. Right? Are we all on the same page? I mean, I, so. I, I need to see it out of just sheer curiosity. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know if I'd go to a theater to see it out of sheer curiosity, though. I feel like that'd be more of a like Netflix curiosity thing. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so this is a short bit of news here, but Monster Hunter World is actually Capcom's fastest selling game ever. Like ever. Surprise, but yet man. not surprised, man. That's cool. That speaks well for the franchise. That also, but though it's like one of the most obtuse, most overly, needlessly overly complicated video games. I hope this doesn't send the signal like, oh, make more games like this. Yeah. Like less user friendly. I mean, to be fair though, Monster Hunter World is meant to be like the dumbed down, like user friendly version of Monster Hunter, right? It's supposed to be the most approachable one as far as I know. Right. And as I hear, you know, people talk about on the webs is that it's still like, like how the fuck would you know the shit unless somebody like sat you down, taught you, you know, and or like and Wikipedia so. or something. Yeah, like you look it up like online. so I'm looking forward to playing it. I mean, it looks awesome, but again, I'm gonna wait till the, for the PC version for sure. Same here. I mean, like it's still crazy though that it's only out on PS4 and Xbox One, right? And it sold six million copies about last week, which is that's, that's huge, man. That's a lot. Like good, I mean, I'm good for a, Capcom. It's a multiplayer game, so not only do you have to buy it, but all your friends have to buy it too. So yeah, exactly. that plays in their favor. It, yeah. it looks good though. Yeah, Monster makes- Hunter Fever is real, bro. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm seeing everyone play this game. Even people I wouldn't expect playing Monster Hunter are like, hey, this Monster Hunter game, it's pretty fucking sweet. Like, it's crazy that it's yeah. catching on like the way it, it's always been huge in in Japan. In Japan. Yeah, yeah it's in Monster in Hunter like, single-handedly has kept the PSP alive. Oh, yeah. People are still walking around to this day with P- fucking PSPs in Japan because of fucking Monster Hunter. That's how strong this franchise is. It's cool to see it catch on like that, right? To the kind of more mass mass market in America. You know, just go figure. Like Americans play more console than handhelds. That's that's yeah. all they're waiting for. Really. Like it has me excited for the PC version because, like, if the console versions of the game are generating this much hype now, like, imagine what it's going to be like six months later. Sure, like maybe around June, July, people are going to kind of forget about Monster Hunter World, but then like it's going to start hitting the media. Like, oh hey guys, Monster Hunter World's coming out again on PC though. Right, and then it's just going to start yeah. with this whole generation of like, oh, I heard that was really good, and you know, I'm just, I'm excited. It's going to be a great yeah. time in August. Yeah, but, yeah I, I was actually curious whether or not they're going to bring uh, Monster Hunter Double Cross uh, over the U.S., which was the Switch game. Yeah, I don't that know. was released over in Japan. I mean, I kind of hope they do at the same time though, because obviously a lot of people would like to have Monster Hunter on the Switch, and especially since Switch is such a widely selling console, and Monster Hunter World is getting the hype that it did. A lot of people would be like. You know, if if they release it at the prime time, like let's say around the time that the PC version of World comes out, that'd be lit. They come out with yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come out with Double Cross localized on the Switch. People are like, oh shit! Like I loved World. Now I got a fucking portable version but, of Monster Hunter uh, on the go. Yeah, they but that's a DS game, isn't it? Double no. Cross? No, it's a Switch game. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they made it for Switch, but only released in Japan. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yep. We'll see. You know, we were just talking about Barnes and Noble a couple seconds ago, um, but. I just, I don't know, I find this kind of interesting, but Barnes & Noble is actually laying off a bunch of people, fun fact, after the holiday I, season. I saw this story on the news that they had a dismal, quote, unquote, uh, holiday season. And that's really somewhat, I know I'm going to, I might be the minority here, but that's somewhat surprising me because I keep seeing all these articles in Business Insider and all this bullshit. Like, millennials actually buy more 
physical books than any other generation. No, 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 no. I'm like, really? Like, yeah, okay. on like, Amazon. <laughs> Got so, yeah, so it's like in a in a world where like physical books are still being bought, like how can Barnes and Noble, a bookstore, like not stay afloat? What is going on there? Because well, well my theory is anyway, they fucking charge too much for them. Plain and simple, like yeah. So some of their books are straight up like double the price of what you see on Amazon. Is it? But listen though, I mean that like Amazon's been doing this a long time. They've been putting companies out of business a long time is it really that they're charging double or is it that amazon is just undercutting the living holy shit out of them you know what i mean like if you're gonna put a book on a shelf in a physical store is or is barnes and noble overcharging now i haven't been at barnes and noble in probably over a year and a half so i'm guilty so, party so here you're part of the reason totally the problem <laughs> you know what i like going in there for though is their international video game magazine section is awesome they actually have edge on yeah. the shelf, like they have some badass gaming magazines there. Really they get, good like, ones. Do they get Famitsu in? That would be sweet. They're, but be they're great. like, but they're like fifteen, twenty, thirty dollars a piece because they have to oh, import yeah, the fucking yeah, magazine. Expensive. So you know, but I still like going in there and drinking coffee at the fake Starbucks and reading their magazines and putting them back. <laughs> I'm such a no. dick. <laughs> now, but, here, uh, here's the thought though: is <laughs> like I, I agree with you, Jack, about how like Amazon might be undercutting them, right? I think it's a little bit of column A, column B. But I mean, I can't speak for everyone who goes to buy books, but I prefer buying them local. You know, like I go to like a local bookstore here called the book loft whenever I want to buy books or like half price you books, hipster. for example. What? <laughs> I said you hipster. Yeah, sure. Loft. Sure. Whatever. But, but <laughs> I mean, point, half price books, man, it's, it's half pretty, price, bro. It's I mean, it's, come good. on. And, and then also buy a, you can also buy a rock band two drum set for 13 bucks there too. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. They even got a decent video game selection sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. But but my point is like I, rare, I don't really like whenever I'm thinking, "Oh, I want to buy a book." Barnes and Noble isn't even on my list of places to go because all these other places I go to, I can get these books for cheaper. It's not just Amazon that's undercutting them, but perhaps other stores as well, which could lead you to think maybe Barnes is just oversell over overpricing. Yeah, because everything is sticker price. You know, like that price that you see in the barcode on a book, that's what you're paying for that book. Like, that's just, it's too much. Well, sometimes you get 5% off. If you have a membership, <laughs> which you have to pay for monthly, by the way. Yeah. Which, so actually, some of those perks are pretty nice that they give. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think my roommate gets tw- some 25% off or whatever, everything in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh or unmarked items or whatever with his membership, but he does pay monthly for that. That's the only thing, and it's I don't know. The thing it's hard this, to justify it when Amazon is a thing. The thing about the story is that no, they're not like filing Chapter Eleven yet, but there is smoke right in them. They're hills, and they're laying off staff. They're going to have to refocus and re-strategize. They're, this might lead to store closings in the future unless they make some drastic, drastic changes. So talking about this now, though, really has me want to go back into a Barnes & Noble and like, read some of those international magazines. I don't know if I'll buy them, but damn it, I want to read them while they're there. Well, now well, we I mean, know yeah, what Jack's we, doing tomorrow. We had, what, Maybe. like four or five years ago, we had Borders close? Yeah. You guys remember Borders? Oh, I feel like it was longer than that, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, yeah border, like Borders everywhere fucking closed down. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, are you sitting? Are you sitting down right now? I sat. Okay. Uh, do you do you have napkins ready at the hand? Whoa. I always have uh, <laughs> tissues and lotion. What are you talking about? Good. Whoa. Because uh, I, I don't want you to. I don't want you to blow your loads or anything. Whoa. Cyberpunk wow. 2020, 2077 could <sighs> be could have some news this week or Dude. this year at E three. I'm so hyped. Yep. Because CD Projekt Red has said, yeah, we're going to be at E three. 
Wow. Which is just like, come on, you, come on, guys. You can't That's just say that is. nonchalantly and just be yeah. like, yeah, we're going to be there. But, you know, so what? I mean, don't, you know, it's not like we're going to wow. reveal anything or anything. Like, Dude, they're going to show gameplay. They're I'm going so to. They're going to. They're going to show gameplay. Ooh. Or what if they're just here to show off more Gwent stuff? That will and be the it. internet will cry tears. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That, oh my <laughs> god, dude. Uh, let me tell you though, I love the way like CD Projekt Red just handles like how they do press and all their games and stuff. Like, it just they're like, oh yeah, we'll we'll be at E three or and but like before that, it was always like Cyberpunk's like, yeah, you know Cyberpunk's a thing, but we're not gonna talk about it until it's fucking ready. All yep. right, just like leave us alone. We haven't said shit, so you can't say anything. Like, you can't act like we've been hyping this shit up. It's not Death Stranding. Like, you know, Kojima's been fucking hyping that game every chance he gets, and it's not right. even probably half di- halfway done yet. We don't yeah. even know um, a release window. That's what I'm saying. But, like, Cyberpunk's just been kind of silently sitting in the background. They're just they're like, guys, let us do our thing. Yep. And they've been doing their thing, and maybe we'll finally see some fruit. Maybe. I don't know. I'm excited. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, though. E3 is, like, no. four months away. We'll see what happens. Um, shit we're gonna be doing fucking E3 predictions before we know it that's the crazy part I mean, like, yeah that, I mean it's almost the time like probably next month is like the legit time yeah uh, our last news story probably of the day cause uh, this this is kind of you know something that maybe all of us can can reminisce about uh, you guys ever play the Spyro games back on the old Playstation no yes. but I know I know of them but I, I long since moved off of PlayStation when those Jack you never popular. played those gems pun intended. I played enough like I you know like the kiosk in a fucking Kmart or some shit like yeah I played it there okay fair but enough I never owned it um so there there's a chance that there's gonna be a Spyro HD trilogy coming coming out for the PS4 Give they it always to me. do this they do, Give they it do. To I me. mean it's probably most definitely a thing per Kotaku UK they've heard they say that uh, a lot of people close to the project have told them yeah that's gonna happen it's gonna be announced next month and it's gonna maybe come out quarter three 2018 maybe a new Spyro will be developed didn't they say that they're making a new crash now because of the um, they, that's the also rumor. the trilogy. That's also rumors. Rumor, There's rumors okay. that like Crash is going to move over to PC and Switch, which I think is all but confirmed now. PC, and, yeah, and along with that, a uh, brand new, brand spank, a new Crash Bandicoot action game. Let's hope they don't do what they did with the Crash trilogy and fucking change the jumping physics. You fucking plebs. You ding dongs. Yes, don't do boys. that. It needs. Uh, I mean, say what you want about Shadow Colossus, but I think they made the right move in making it feel like how it used to feel. Don't fuck agreed. with that shit. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping they do the same with the Spyro trilogy though, because it's been a long time since I played a Spyro game or even thought about Spyro in general. Because like you have the original trilogy, and then they kind of did that thing where they made a whole new trilogy that was like really bad. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but the ones that came out like in for PS2 for like in like 2006 with Elijah Wood playing Spyro. I fucking what? forgot he did that. <laughs> what? Yep. Elijah Wood played Spyro on the PS2 game. Yeah, those were not great. <laughs> Spyro Wood. God. That's a different thing. Never That's mind. a Mr. Very Spyro Baggins. <laughs> yeah, no, that those uh, weren't that great. But the old school games were fan fantastic, and yep. I'm excited to be able to play them again. And like, Legend of the Uria, uh, the first Spyro game was one of the very first games I ever owned. Nice. Help me out with this, guys. Help me out here. Yep. Tell me if you know the answer. Is Spyro a Skylander? No, he's a dragon. Is Skylander a Spyro? Or I don't. I don't know connected? what Skylanders are. I mean, I, okay. I know what they are. But I don't know what they are. All right. I need to ask some kids uh, somewhere. 
he would talk up to some Skylanders. kids. Hey, kids, you know about them Skylanders? <laughs> <laughs> Wanted God, to answer Skylander, the question back ask, in my van. Are those no. fucking things selling for like cents on the dollar now? I don't fucking know. Yeah, they, yeah, it's a the so bubble. The whole, the whole, the whole action figure game Games trend is life, yeah. dying now. Finally, it's, it's but amiibos, guys, those aren't I toys mean, of life. Yeah, those those aren't the same thing though. They're the the whole fucking Disney Infinity Lego Dimensions fucking Skylanders thing is finally dead. Thank the Lord. All right, let's move on. Yes, yes, that wraps us up for the news. So I'm going to toss it over to Robert for this uh, this week's question of the week. So soft. All right, guys. Soft serve, soft serve. Yogurt. I'm always Sounds about good. soft serve ice cream, but Robert soft serve scarpini. That's yeah. That's what they called me back in middle school. That's a <laughs> Get good the fuck nickname. out of here. That's a good name. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, soft serve. What you doing after school today? <laughs> okay. Yo, soft serve. Cool hat, man. <laughs> God, are you saying you were a fat kid in elementary school? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Um, so my question this week is a little bit different uh, from what we've been doing, but I think it's something that like I've kind of been thinking about recently just because E3 is coming up, and it's just something I'm like just curious about whether we'll see it at E3. So it's something I kind of want to toss at you guys. But if no. and... There you go. Done. Uh, it does it for us this week. <laughs> you both do that. Stop doing that. You both just say one-word answers to shit. <laughs> Fucking like we're not on a show with people listening. Yeah, people only <laughs> want to listen for one minute. We gotta compile just everything kill in a minute. The, just kill the conversation as quickly as possible. What game have you been playing? Resident Evil. What about you? <laughs> oh my gosh. You both okay. do it. This is the quit quick quip podcast. <laughs> Alright, so my question is if and or when the next Elder Scrolls game is revealed, what would you want to see in it? So um, we're gonna get tidbits this year. I have, I have a feeling we're gonna get it this year. Um, announced. See, that's what I thought last year, and then when said we I, got it, Skyrim I was again iffy for the last fucking year. Switch. Yeah, that was yeah. Such I was a iffy last troll. year, but I feel like this year is it's the year. That like, was right we, up there with uh with uh Final Fantasy VII, not a remake, but just the PS One port. Yeah, that was right up there. So, well, okay, sorry, Colin. What do you want to see? No, you're good. Um, man. <sighs> What I, what would I want to see in Elder Scrolls Six? Like, what do they have to do to make it even relevant? They yeah. can't just put out another one of those because yeah, Skyrim I mean, is I, still a thing. Skyrim's literally still coming out on shit. <laughs> yeah, like to kind of give you like jog you guys a bit because like what I'm thinking is like it has to be a new engine. Absolutely has to be and, right. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's the same engine yeah. since Oblivion. It needs to be bigger and better than Witcher Three, which like kind of good luck because I think Witcher Three's engine, at least on PC, is kind of flawless. Um, so it needs to be the next level of that. And it here needs- I need to. Well, first of first of all, I'm going to look up a map of Cyrodiil. I'd like to see what the MMO is like. I think the MMO would provide hints as to what they're thinking in this universe. Well, they, the Maybe. last they came out with was what the Morrowind expansion. Yeah. Um. So I hmm, I wonder. Uh. So a lot of people were. Saying that it could be Black Marsh, where the next one takes place, is which is the southeastern right region of uh, of Cyrodiil. Excuse that's me. That's where all the lizard people are, right? I just want to see. Here's the answer you're looking for. I just want to see a polished game. I want to see decent character models. I want to see good mocap on the face, lip sync. 
I want less jank. Like I want like some production values added to these games because the you never expect that anymore with Mar with Morrowind with with these Oblivion. games. Yeah, Oblivion, all this shit. That's fair. You always expect, oh, it's going to look like a mannequin talking to me. Like you always like there's parodies out there, right? Like you walk into a room and then the camera zooms in on someone's face and they just look like stupid. Yep. You know, I just want to see some like polish to it really. And and that will be almost enough for me. Yeah, alone. no, I completely understand that. Yeah, I, I and I think Fallout 4 was kind of trying to head in that direction. Um, the only problem is I think it, because of that, it kind of had an identity crisis uh, gameplay mechanic wise mm. um, because the whole I or at least depth wise, because they threw out the idea of written dialogue for voice acting. And what that did is that caused a lot less depth to happen in conversations. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they need to be less Fallout 4 for sure. Right. And they also highly simplified the leveling up system, which I didn't like personally, how you couldn't like in, like level up your individual skills with skill points. Rather, they gave you like in, like one point to put in a perk. And I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, so I really I hope they do something more akin to Skyrim. And I hope they that Bethesda goes away from streamlining a lot of their RPG elements because we went from Morrowind where you literally had a chance of a spell failing on cast to Oblivion we were where you were getting leveling up for literally jumping in your acrobatics to Skyrim where you're like okay like you have one-handed two-handed weapons and spells yeah. and sneaking yeah like that's, that's right. it <laughs> like right no so, it needs to be robust I mean gaming yeah has it definitely changed. needs to be deeper I know that Bethesda is leaning more towards trying to appeal to a more casual audience um, but people, I mean, people to this day are still like, oh, well, like I prefer Oblivion to Skyrim because it's got deeper RPG elements or, oh, I prefer New Vegas over every other Fallout game because Obsidian came in and gave it more RPG elements. It made it an RPG. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And they did it. They did it in the span of a year and a fucking half. Could you imagine if they had a full development cycle? I understand. Jesus. I understand that. These are different developers, okay? But when we talk about polish, some of the games that come to mind that came out recently are Doom as well as Wolfenstein. Like, I think those are, like, polished games. No, they're not perfect games, but I Aren't think they're overall... Or, isn't one of those id software, though? They're both... They're both... No. Well, id for they're both, Doom and machine games. They're both games. Bethesda published, is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, yeah but Bethesda... Bethesda makes fallout I, and skyrim or that's like why the first thing i said house. i know dude but that's why the first thing i said was i know they're different developers but what i'm saying oh, is my bad. bethesda right can can put out polished shit i would just like to see that same care and effort put into morrowind is what I'm, was my ultimate thought there yeah gotcha i, I agree 100 i'd love yeah. to see like what i think when i think of like the next elder scrolls is we have had how many fucking years now? Six years of watching the mod community grow around this game and like obviously change things for the better in some ways, right? Like it's hard to deny that like if you're playing Skyrim on PC, there's always a list of like essential mods that you need to get to make Skyrim just better. And right. I'd like to see Bethesda release a game where eventually, sure, there's going to be mods that make Elder Scrolls Six better. But playing vanilla wouldn't be that bad either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I That's agree. what I'd like to see. But yeah. who knows? We're probably at least like, I mean, Bethesda's had this this rhythm of like, when we announce a game, it'll be in your hands in six months or so. 
or by the end of the year. You know, that's like kind of what they've been doing recently, like Fallout 4 with uh, Wolfenstein 2, right? Like they're always about you'll get it soon. So if we ever do see an inkling of Elder Scrolls 6, it's kind of exciting because we know we're going to get it within a year. Right. That's true. Yeah. So please look forward to it. Please be excited. Yeah. God Howard is going to come out and be like, Hey guys, so I know we have Elder Scrolls Six motherfuckers comes out in November. See ya, bye. It's only on iOS, <laughs> <But> and <Android. laughs> only iOS. But it's the biggest game we've ever made. We're gonna no, and 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 to mend this weight, we're gonna come out with the 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 Skyrim for mobile or the Elder Scrolls mobile game <laughs> to tide you over. Yeah. Here's Skyrim Mobile, one hundred yeah. gigabyte day one pack. So that does it for us for the Tiny Disc Podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed what we did, feel free to leave us a review. That'd really help us out. It'd be really great. Uh, it'd you know, just mean more to us than you think. And if not, uh, you know, tell a friend. Tell someone right now. Like, you know, if you're sitting around, uh, open up your phone and the phone app on your phone and type in, you know, like nine, ten random digits and whoever picks up on the other end, just say, hey, listen to Tiny Disc Podcast. Just let them know. Spread the word. Uh, if you want us to read anything out live on this pre-recorded show, you can email it to us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find all of our social media channels at tinydisc.com, where you can keep up with us and all of our latest things and take a look at all of our older episodes, et cetera, et cetera. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, where can we find you guys online? I am Colin Amano, a.k.a. at boo-boo underscore underscore five five on Twitter. At J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A, Mr. Cepeda. Go, go on. That's it, Mr. Cepeda. <laughs> I, I don't believe you. Go on the internet and see for yourself. Oh, shit. You changed it? <laughs> oh, no. I just love how my Twitter like handle is like newsworthy moment on the he's, show. He's not nasty anymore. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and you can find me, Panoptimist, or Robert. Fuck! You can find me at Panoptimist. P I N O P T I M I S T. Thank you so much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you next Thursday. Woo! Dang! So when are we going to talk about the Tiny Disc Mobile Game? <laughs> 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 <laughs>